time to ham up. Oh my god, I really try hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. After the credits. A Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks! Welcome to After the Credits, also known as Yum Chunks X, the only expendable black ops podcast sanctioned by the government. So, watch your step as you board the boat, and remember, we get paid for the amount of people we take out, not the amount of people we bring back. Uh, hey, Sean. wait a second. <laughs> uh, that's Matt Chewy, one of your other hosts. Hello. Hi, Matt. Hi. And we got a third host for you here, Mr. Ryan. It's me. It's Ryan. I'm here. Um, come board this tour with us, and we'll show you two cans uh, playing. We're talking about Suicide Squad. <laughs> oh, that's right. Sorry. I mean, this is the Suicide Squad episode, uh, episode 80, the Suicide Squad. Uh, yes, we will be talking about that tonight. James Gunn sequel? Remake? We'll find out. I guess uh, it's just a sequel. Sean's just a little um, confused because we just recorded our episode 79, which is about the Jungle Cruise. So if you are here and you haven't heard yes. that one and you've seen the Jungle Cruise, but you haven't heard our take on it and you want us to ruin the movie for you, go listen to episode 79. There you go. There you go. It's out and ready to be listened to. Um, before we get into the Suicide Squad, we have a fire to keep going, to throw some chunks on. We saved some chunks for this episode, despite recording two in a row. So let's go around and add them to the fire. Ryan, what what do you got going on? What have you saved for us? What morsels are still I, I've around? saved a couple morsels. The first of which is I watched Congo on Netflix. <laughs> Relevant, uh-huh. Yep, uh, that's the end of that. And uh, No, actually, so it has Bruce Campbell in it. I forgot that. That's a fun fact. Oh, I don't it also that. has Laura Linney, right? That's her name, right? Mm, it's a name of someone. It's Laura Linney's name. Um, it's, that's right. It is her name. And she has not aged in 30 years. Uh, if you look at her in that movie, she looks the exact same as she looks now. So that's a fun thing huh. to think about she's got she's the keanu reeves paul rudd syndrome yeah um, being a vampire and <laughs> and that movie is not as good as i remember um but uh anyway moving on um i'm reading this or actually i'm audibling a book uh called super mario how nintendo conquered america um by jeff ryan and it was it was free well it's not free on Audible because I have to pay for Audible, right? That's not how that works. You could get but it was free. free. Don't you get Audible? There is a free version of Audible, right? Well, then check on that and because I did not use one of my credits to obtain this thing hmm. I'm talking about. So yeah. if you want to try doing it on the free version or if you have an Audible subscription, I highly recommend it. It's 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 on maybe two episodes ago of this podcast, I talked about a Superman book I was reading. And it was basically kind of like how a fictional person influenced America. Or, I mean, I don't, yeah. that's maybe to say influence might be kind of strong. But, well, I'm going to. And I did. Um, and this is kind of the same thing. Like, how did. Because you don't realize it and how much Nintendo obviously influenced the gaming industry obviously but just uh american general it's a really good read um or listen and i learned all kinds of fun facts over the last couple weeks i've been sharing um texts in our group chat of youtube videos that i learned about after having read this book or again listen to this book whatever just don't stop 
get off my back about that, you guys. Jeez. I'm sorry. Get all <sighs> the way off that thing. Yeah. Um, but I told you, or I, I learned about the the Mario Ice Capade. Yeah, that in which was, that a young Jason, yeah, Jason Bateman and Alyssa Milano are in. It's insane. Go look it up. It's uh, Super Mario Ice Capades. Oh, and Mr. Belvedere plays Bowser. That's fantastic. <laughs> and it's um, even pointed out that it's Mr. Belvedere. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. Go check it out. And I also this old before Super Mario, the original Mario Brothers. Um. Like you know, this this the single screen pipes. Yeah. You got to knock out the baddies. Um, there's a commercial from ni- in like 1980. I want to say six. Um, <laughs> and it's apparently it's Luigi, but he's just running around like an idiot, yelling, "Where's Mario?" <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Yeah, go look that up too. Um, and yeah, you just learn all these fun facts that you're like, oh, and of course we live through it. I mean. Granted, we were at differing ages, very much, much of which, you know, probably don't even have memories of, but it's just kind of part of our collective social consciousness or social memory, whatever. Um, But you're like, oh, that's right. That is how that went down. Nintendo totally screwed that up or they invented this. Um, You know, like just like they I went through the virtual voice section through that and that's a shameful mark on <laughs> nintendo's roster or, or scorecard or whatever um but that system invented the dual um directional uh that's true yeah things so and became standard after that so i don't know there's like some fun stuff where obviously that you know there's certain like every almost every one of the nintendo systems had a modem hmm. think about that what do you mean? Nintendo never had yeah, online. I mean, games. that was definitely a uh, Japan-only thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. So it, I didn't know every single one did. I I do remember like the hearing or reading about the sixty-four modem, right? But didn't even like the Super yeah. Nintendo have one or something? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. What, like it's because um, the president kept saying he's like, no, we got to do this, we got to do this, <laughs> but like it never got used. And then and then you get to the Xbox part, and they launch with with multiplayer and it just destroys yeah. and Nintendo's just like, <laughs> actually I remember because they had a, in Japan, there was like essentially kind of like the same, similar to the Sega channel in the U S there was a Nintendo channel. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there? And they came yeah, out with they, like different versions of like Zelda and stuff. It was like a red box because they would have like yeah. uh you had to, you, you would download games onto like a floppy on disk disc, onto a floppy disk. And, yeah, yeah. and you put and it, it in, a your, there's a disk drive. That's where, what is known as Mario the Lost Levels in America, that mm-hmm. it was their Super Mario 2, you had to download it onto a floppy disk from like a red box in a supermarket. Yeah, that was wacky, but that was pretty ahead of its time. Yeah, there's a lot of things that Nintendo did that were like, oh man, they were they invented that. They were so far ahead of the time. Like They, uh, um, they, they, yeah, they showed but... off at an E3 one year uh, a, a pulsometer attachment for the Wii that never ended up getting and put yeah. into production. I mean, I remember that. You remember sure. that? Yeah. yeah. I, I'd be curious to see in the timeline where that thing did get released, how it was utilized, because that concept never came back, did it? Um, actually, yeah, no, that's not, not quite true. I have Ring Fit on the Switch, and, you it, know... That, that does measure... Yeah. That it does measure, it your... measures your pulse. The, the right Joy-Con has a little yeah. black strip on yeah. the top of it that you put your thumb on top of, and it tells you your heart rate. 
And that, I remember a lot of the premise and the pitch for that, though, was like, ooh, for like horror survival games or something, right. you would measure your heart rate and it could like change the, the game or make it harder, you know, whatever, based on how high elevated your heart rate was and, you know, yeah. stuff like that, which sounded cool. And then, yeah, never really happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also just the whole... I mean, this. I think this is covered pretty more thoroughly in that that book, Console Wars. Yeah. But just the, the whole thing when it was the trifecta of uh, Sega, Sony, and Nintendo. Obviously, that's kind of kind of like sort of a climax in terms of console yeah. video gaming of our youth. Um, but that Nintendo, they created their own worst enemy. I mean, they created yeah, Sony. The, the they, Sony. Sony, yeah. mm-hmm. which isn't like I didn't know. I think I knew most of the story or parts of it, but I didn't know it, you know, fully fleshed out in that. Where it's like, oh man, they screwed over Sony and um, Philips, mm-hmm. I guess, right, mm-hmm. with the CDI, and and then Sony will like, well, we have all this infrastructure. We'll just make our own thing. Yeah, yeah. And it, they totally, and then Nintendo wasn't willing to go to disc. Yep. At that time, and that totally screwed them up, and they lost all their third-party developers, and yeah, it, they, yeah. It's 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 fun. It's one of those things. Where it's like, oh, we lived through history and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you know, looking back, like I don't know what what's the equivalent of our parents in like the fifty, like music or something, you know, or like I don't know, like JFK getting shot. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just uh-huh. a significant. Uh, just yeah. a significant yeah. oh, civil rights movement and stuff and equal rights, you know. No, we had the uh, console wars, though. Yeah, we exactly. Oh, yeah. We had, yeah, we, did, we were we around when Sega we had was its own wars. public, you know, Sega was its own, had its own systems out and stuff. And, and there were commercials and, and Sega does what Nintendo don't. Man, we were there for that. Um, yeah. Welcome. To although I, I don't know how if it bodes well that our history is now dictated by corporations and our memories attached to that. Yay! Everything's great. Anyways. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that was one of the things that Nintendo was so, like, such a, like, a, just a mega corp, right? Yeah, in, yeah. in all the ways that are fictionalized to be evil, Nintendo very much is. Yeah. Not even almost like not even really shamefully. They're just like, yeah, we want to control everything. They, we will. Yeah. Well, in a lot of ways, they're like Apple, you know, in that regard, yes. right? So, yes. And absolutely. Which is funny because I, I am not an Apple person. Not you know, Ryan. You and I, our family has never been for the most no. part. In right. actually, partially because our you know our dad, our dad would we would grow up, build our own computers and stuff like that, and we never wanted that yeah. was you know Apple's dumb for. And now our, you know, my parents do have iPads and iPhones and stuff, but we right. don't. <laughs> Although we did, our first PC was an Apple II. Yeah, it was a heat. Well, it was the Apple IIe. Yeah. That was, you know, that was the yeah, yeah, first yeah. home, essentially widespread first home yeah. PC. Regardless, though, but so my aversion to Apple doesn't matter when it comes to Nintendo. I'm all for Nintendo when it's kind right. of the same thing. So I'm a hypocrite. I don't know what that means, but anyways, I don't. Yeah, I don't know that it really matters. But anyway, it's uh, yeah, it's super fun. I'm loving it. It's great. Um, yeah, you know, I think that's good. That's I think that's enough chunks for for now. It's <laughs> enough. It's enough chunks. Well, I, Matt, I can give you a jumping off point. Sure. Um, raviolis are a type of dumpling. Mm-hmm. What do you? How do you feel about that? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you agree? Yeah, sure. Okay, what do you think about putting other kinds of things in ravioli? 
Like, what if you well, put, I mean, like, breakfast foods oh. inside ravioli? Oh, I mean, okay, well, first of all... Like, egg. How big, of a, egg how big of a ravioli are we talking sausage? about? Because our, well, like, same size. But, but, okay, but do you have the ones that are, like, postage stamp size, and then you have the ones that are, like, um, like half, a, half, a, half a cell yeah. phone. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. There, no, that's fine, range too. of I'm thinking... raviolis, and... Uh, I, I, sure. I don't, I don't you, know. I mean, pick it, appropriate so, size. Sometimes a ravioli is going to have cheese in there. Sometimes it's going to have meat. Sometimes it's going to have spinach. I'm, sometimes Matt, it's going to be a Matt, mixed I'm match. I'm glad you brought that up. Here and here's why. There's so many. There's there's not a lot, but there are a variety. And you've named the top three choices of ravioli fillings: cheese, meat, and spinach. But what if you can't? Yeah. Well, I would say like spinach with like. Um, like was that goat cheese maybe in there? Sure. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I said yeah. cheese, and I also said any combination of the three. That's true. Is usually, true. what a ravioli is going to have in there. Well, what if what if you wanted to be served a plate that had multiple kinds of raviolis? What if you wanted to have like half cheese, half meat? I do. That. You mean in the same ravioli, or like there are different? No, like, Ma- Maven, I will. There's different types of raviolis in, in the, the same. same. Ma- Maven, okay, I will I get different types of raviolis from the same manufacturer. Yeah, those packs at the grocery store, and these ones have spinach, and these ones have cheese. Like, we'll just boil them all together, and it's a surprise. You know what you're biting into. See, that's I'm glad you've done that. I didn't. Yeah, know I've that done that. Else has I've done, done that. that lots of times. That's that's. I've long th- I've theorized how, now. How okay? From there, have you also mixed in Totino's pizza rolls? No, I haven't. But I have that's mixed texture. That's the next that's step. Not no, a no, pasta, no. though. No, it's not. And I have mixed other pastas in with my various ravioli's, and then put the same sauce on everything. So, you know, it's all pasta, whatever. But no, pizza rolls, I would imagine... That's interesting. Okay, so... Because it kind of is a ravioli, if you think it about is, it. A, yeah, it's like a baked ravioli, I would suppose. Oh, I think the ravioli needs to be pasta, right? Because it's not yeah, a pierogi or an okay. empanada or something, right? I think the ravioli... If it's ravioli, it, um, there has to be a pasta element to it. Okay, so here's, a, I, I would here's agree. an easy direction to take raviolis, then. Because... There are a lot of different good pizza combinations, and I was thinking, okay, pizza roll is going to have what would typically be found on a pizza. You got mozzarella, mm-hmm. you got tomato sauce, and you got little little pepperoni chunkers in there, yeah. little, little diced up yeah. pepperonis in there. So you can get a ravioli. Now, typically, you're going to cover your ravioli in sauce. Let's say it's tomato sauce. So all you really need in there is cheese and pepperoni. So let's do some other let's do some other pizza combinations. You know, one of my favorite pizza combinations is. Uh, is uh, buffalo chicken? N- well, okay, that's that's a valid. Um, I was gonna say uh, artichoke heart, uh, spinach, uh, garlic, and ricotta. That that's one of my okay. favorite mm. pizzas. So you do that, dice that all up together, you know, and put that in there. You know, you get some artichoke ravioli. That's gonna be a good time. Also, yeah, where does that's... where does pesto factor into any of this? Because you're opening up, you can have pesto on the outside of well, the ravioli. You can have the inside. Right. There's lots of options, Ryan, and I don't really know why you asked. <laughs> well, this is this is why I've asked because I'm opening my own brand of raviolis, um, my own ravioli line. Are you really? Um, and I need you to invest one hundred thousand dollars i don't have that <laughs> well then you're not why getting are you, any of my why are you not letting profits. ryan fulfill his dreams because i don't have why that are you holding me back dreams? i look if i had if i had liquid funds to invest in your ravioli company i would strongly consider it well you're gonna you've been holding me back for too long i'm joining <laughs> clown college it's time for you to stop blaming everyone else for your own problems 
it's take your own ravioli responsibility Ra- whatever it, was there a reason <laughs> you were asking that right? <laughs> I don't know. This is this is a new segment we're doing on the. This is a new oh, feature I on the podcast. I forgot about that discussion we had about this new segment. Ryan's ravioli. Roundup. Okay, all so right. This new section is and, relegated right. to just ravioli, not like a larger pasta or dinner. Just, just not even. Not even. It's about discussion. culinary arts. Well, no, Ryan. I think a culinary. It's. It's a unique feature. Next, it'll be about pudding, which I <laughs> actually right, do let, have a whole rant about. The, pudding, let me do the. Let me do the Ryan's corner. Uh, jingle and and Sean cut this and put it earlier, or don't. Okay. All right. Okay. Give me a beat. Uh, okay. Is hungry? You're hungry. What you gonna do mm. if you're hungry? Yeah, you're hungry. Yeah. Let Ryan make you some food. That's me. <laughs> 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 perfect that's great all right segment's over now <laughs> yeah actually let's just play our theme songs at the end of our segments now no one do- does that right ah we broke we're breaking new ground we're <laughs> breaking something we're making things worse that already work that's the sign of innovation um Good. Well, good ravioli rant. Was that a rant? Rant. Uh, it was a ravioli. Ravioli. Yeah. Oh, there we go. It was a rant. Do you have any actual um, chunk stories bending? Junk fired chunk stories. Whatever we do, whatever Chewy. Do you have anything? Um. Well, in the last episode, I talked about how I just finished beating the beast at the moonlight, which was a whole month of my life. But it was great. Awesome. Go listen to that. Um. Also, while I was doing that, I did. I I spent. Um, like a fool. Um, my eight-week summer vacation, I spent seven of them teaching summer school. Um, and I'm done with that now, too. Um, and uh, so there were six weeks of just, like, standard summer school credit recovery is what they call it. Get kids who failed classes to pass their classes, make up for that time. Um, and then the last week, I did something new. It was called Stage Tech Summer Camp. And um, this was uh, a, an effort to get uh, kids, because, you know, our school was all wacky. All schools everywhere were all wacky for the last couple of years because of COVID. And particularly stuff like the arts. Make it sound way more fun than it actually was. Well, I mean, like, it, what? It, well, yeah, wacky is a kind term. Um, but, you know, something like what I teach, it's like, well, how are you supposed to teach that virtually? If you're teaching stage tech, you need a stage and you need tech. Um, so they wanted to give us an opportunity to kind of, now that restrictions are loosened up a little bit, at least for now, um, <laughs> knock on wood, um, that, uh, to get kids some hands-on training. Um, so I got to do a week with just the stage tech kids and it was just, what do you want to learn? What do you want to learn how to use that soundboard? Do you want to, you want to learn how to set up microphones? Do you want to learn how to do crazy effects on the light board? So we did a week of that and I promised them in the advertisement for it on our school's Instagram, a mediocre pizza party on the last day. And I delivered. <laughs> You specifically said a mediocre pizza. Party? I did, which which by that I meant uh, Little Caesars. Um, eh, could be worse. And uh, exactly Can't. two kinds of sodas: uh, Walmart Walmart brand Coke and Walmart brand Diet Coke, or or Walmart water bottles. That's what you had to choose from, and wow. you could pick from pepperoni Little Caesar pizza or cheese Little Caesars. And you know what? That did the job. 
Yeah, that's that's literally the bare minimum yeah. for a exactly. That's too, if, kind of spot like, on. That one you slice per it. person. No, <laughs> I actually <laughs> actually ordered too much, and we ended up with an entire pizza that was untouched. So I just gave it to some random kid, and he thought I was messing with him. And I'm like, no, just take this home. Here, your family's <laughs> dinner is on us. Here you go. Take this pizza because I don't. I'm not gonna eat it. It's fine. Anyway, so we had a fun. We had a fun week of just. Uh, Basically just doing mad science, essentially. Just, like, no, like, like rigid structure. No, like... You were ri- like Mr. Wizard. Yeah, a, a, actually kind of a little bit. Um, We didn't have, like, a rigid curriculum. It was just kind of... I let them kind of decide, all right, what stuff do you want me to show you how to do? And um, we did a... Uh, we did a project in a... Um, in a, a, a program for Mac called QLab. And it's a professional theater playback program for playing back audio and video ryan you just saw beauty and the beast all of the projection stuff in there is designed and operated through qlab um so basically if you have any multimedia for a show at all audio or video this can handle it in whatever way that you need it to handle so i had been designing a project before covid closed our school down that i never got to do so we did a test run and basically i bought a little wireless you know the side of your keyboard there's that number pad um so i i found a wireless number pad um for a computer yeah you know what i'm talking about um so those those numbers uh register different than the numbers uh at the top of the where the letters are they register instead of like six it registers as like num six Mm-hmm. So in QLab, you can make hotkeys. So I had them all break into groups and um, say, okay, we, we're going to make soundboards. And I had to explain what that meant. Y'all remember soundboards in Flash, like yeah. early 2000s, like 2001, 2002? Okay, so that's what we did. So I was like, all right, pick a theme. And like, so these kids did fights. So they had to go find fight sound effects. Um, and uh, one that was really funny is uh, uh, one of the groups I assigned to do a sitcom studio audience so they had to you know do laughing and booing and cheers and one of them they found was just a sound bite of somebody yelling you suck um so um so it's great because for the rest of that day i had this little remote control that if i could if somebody said something i could press a button and have a reaction to it instantly um and uh you know that that was a lot of fun to play around with so that was it was great just having a week of just like goofing off with technology don't really have an opportunity to use all that stuff like toys very often you know so um that was good um but yeah so i'm done with summer school i'm done with beauty and the beast uh i've got a little over a week till i go back to school proper so i'm gonna enjoy what's left of my summer as actual summer Maeve and I were going to go to Palm Springs. We actually had set time aside for it, and then we looked at the weather forecast, and the lows were 98, and the highs were 118, and we said, we're not going to Palm Springs. Just be in water the whole time, or AC. Well, that's the thing, is that what is there to do there? There's swimming, and there's restaurants, but we have swimming and restaurants here, so like we just decided to skip the drive. Also, that really bible dinosaur museum thing. I've been there. I've done I that. I don't remember. I haven't been there. I haven't done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have. It's in the movie The Wizard. Yeah, but I've never actually been inside. Like, I've driven by it, but oh, I've yeah. done it. Yeah. Yeah, I've done that. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, I've already been there. Maeve's already been there. We decided, let's just let's just staycation again. So, that's what we're doing. So, 
just writing out the the rest of summer until it's time to go back to school. Um, but there you go. Here we are. Enjoy. That's all I got. There you go. <clears throat> Enjoy. Why not? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> cool. Um, all righty. Well, I'll close it out here with some chunk firing. I just have some movies that I watched that I wanted to talk about. Uh, I saw four movies, and I'm going to list them in the order of my least favorite to my favorite. Um, the first movie I saw was Old. Has anyone else seen Old yet? I do not no. intend on seeing Old, unless you oh. change my mind at this point. Uh, so well, He named it first, though. Yeah, this is my least favorite of the ones. But I will also say, all of these movies I, I did enjoy. Um, old is one the, the one I enjoyed the least, I guess. But I still enjoyed it. It was... Uh, it was it was pretty good. Um, I mean, you know, your opinions on Shyamalan aside, uh, I thought it was uh, a somewhat interesting idea. Maybe a little like, I mean, it's basically high concept. I don't want to spoil or anything like that. But basic premise and put these all these people on a thing, and that's it. That they you know, it's a, it's not really scary, right? It's not. It's it's more just like thrilling and like well how are these people gonna deal with this what's gonna happen and there's some stuff that's kind of gross and stuff I, I I read reviews and say it was like more gratuitous and and exploitative I didn't necessarily think so I thought it was fine um but it wasn't amazing there's there's also like the 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 uh, there's a lot of odd camera movement choices and just weird cinematography in it that was clearly intentional but it just was definitely strange but the premise was kind of entertaining and and interesting enough anyway it reminded me more of like like the the, the village Shyamalan type hmm. type of stuff okay um classic era Shyamalan yeah maybe not not necessarily his best stuff by any means but but like an enjoyable like okay i get it now let's see how these people deal with this and so we got see what happens you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. okay um so that's old um and then i saw this movie's on netflix actually uh blood red sky um it's a german film i guess there's a lot of english in it though i don't actually even know i think it's a german like studio though so i think it is german but um i won't say too much because it's kind of fun if you don't know what it is maybe before going into it but basically it's there's a airplane hijacking um so like a kind of like a suspense action thriller but there's more going on like something's odd going on here something weird about this airplane hijacking and i'll kind of leave it at that um and this mom and her kid okay. are trapped on this hijack air, hijacked airplane trying to you know deal with the terrorists and survive and stuff um it's uh yeah i i liked it it was just a just a good th- just a good actiony thriller mm-hmm um definitely bloody and stuff but but enjoyable um and then second favorite that i've seen recently is pig has anyone seen pig no but i do know i do know i know of it so um it's with nicholas cage it's an indie film it's also with uh what's his name something wolf he's actually an old as well he was in hereditary he's the kid and he's he's in a lot of stuff now anyways um it's uh yeah pig was great i i had really different expectations about what this film was gonna be i i had read little blurbs and stuff like and i'd seen the trailer and the trailer makes it i thought made it look like out to be like this 
like really um, seedy, like kind of action kind of schlock. And people compared it to John Wick. Mm-hmm. And so I was expecting like this grindhouse like action thing, like just really dirty and gritty and stuff. It is not that at all. It is, it's, it's very heartfelt. It's the, I will say it's like if it's like John Wick and Ratatouille together. But nothing like either of those. <laughs> oh, well, you cleared that right up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, it's 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 basically this guy who lives out in the woods, and he has this truffle pig that helps him find truffles that he sells to really expensive restaurants and stuff. But then some people come and kidnap his, you know, special truffle pig, and he is going to try to find track it down, find his find what happened to his truffle pig, trying to find his truffle pig. Um, and I'll leave it at that. But it's really, it's really good. It's actually, you know, like I said, pretty heartfelt and a, one of the a, like a legit good Nick Cage performance. And and the other guy's really good in it too. Um, takes place in Portland, so if you've been around Portland, I'm sure there's lots of like cool Portland stuff. Um, but it, yeah, really enjoyable. It's something like, like I said, my expectations were way off. But it's something I would definitely like. You know, my mom would love it. That, that you know. It, Hmm. I'm just saying that it's not that grindy, gory kind of thing that right. I was expecting. So there's that. And then my favorite film that I've seen recently um, is The Green Knight. Has anyone seen The Green Knight? Oh, yeah. I, I, YouTube keeps trying to convince me I need to watch it. <laughs> uh, well, in this case, yeah, YouTube is right, I guess. I don't know. Um Okay. Yeah, I, I loved Green Knight. It was great. I mean, it's definitely a film, the type of film I like where it's... It's really, I don't know how to say it. It's not your classic fantasy. It's not Lord of the Rings. It's not, you know, knights fighting. And, you know, it, it's very inaccessible as a film. <laughs> um, it's it's art house. It's, uh, you know, metaphorical. It's beautifully shot. There's so many awesome shots and amazing, like, just the cinematography is awesome. But it's it's so, like, you know... Uh, uh, allegorical and just like what it, it it it's I don't know what does this mean? What's the interpretation? How do you what's the what's your read on this? What's your take on this? What does this mean? Mm. What is this? Um, but it's but it's all seeped in like Arthurian legend, and it's the classic uh, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, which is a very you know classic um, mm. English folklore, like you know going back centuries and stuff. So it's you know based on that, but then. Um, with with some modern sensibilities, but essentially very, very, very old school kind of fantasy setting and world. Um, but it's also like told episodic. So there's so there's even like there's a lot of homage and like influence from classic fantasy stuff. But even things like Monty Python and the Holy Grail, I feel there's a definite like influences there, like intentionally. There's there's funny parts. There's it's you know it it's just really really good. And I think one of the reasons I love it too is because of some of the stuff we talked about on Space Jam about like hero worship and we talked about those types of themes and stuff and i think at the heart of green knight it's all about that hmm. and uh and and i i really want to see it again because it's one of those films like oh i don't know what does that mean like oh i, I want to see like it get more out of it every time i watch it and stuff so um yeah definitely recommend that for sure to everyone um even if it well maybe not to everyone i shouldn't say that because if you're looking for just a straight fun fantasy, it's not that at all. <laughs> so, um, but if you're pretentious and like hoity-toity art house things with, you know, 
symbolism and crap, then go watch <laughs> The Green Knight. <laughs> um, and and uh, Alicia Vikander and Dev Patel are, are all great. But they're great in it. Anyways, that's what I got. So those are the, my movies that I watched ranked from worst to best, least to favorite. But that's our chunk fire. So let's jump into the suicide squad before we get into discussion though we'll get some summary but before that we'll have a spoiler warning um are we using a a pre-rendered jingle i don't know <laughs> pre-rendered um yes okay good i mean yes <laughs> so that'll go right here mm. Mm-hmm. I once was a boy, and I wanted to know the world, but they told me it was going to be spoiled. Spoilers. Spoilers. And boop, 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 boop. Right. <laughs> um, who's who's uh doing this? Uh, I think it's me. All right, so. Yes. The Suicide Squad. Um, so we open the movie with the su- a Suicide Squad um, going to Storm and Island on a mission uh, led by Rick Flagg, who was in the first Suicide Squad movie, simply titled Suicide Squad. Um, and uh, they're going through, and um, Pete Davidson's there, unfortunately, and... Um, and then they're they're going around and they're going on this mission and like everybody pretty much dies, um, except for Rick Flag and um, and Harley Quinn who's there too. And then we go three days earlier and uh oh, there's another Suicide Squad on the island. This is our new Suicide Squad, the the new and improved James Gunn Suicide Squad team that has um, a guy who is made of polka dots and he's got to shoot them or he'll explode or something. And then you got, um, you got uh, a lady who can control rats, kind of like how Ant-Man can control ants, but she can control rats. And then there's uh, a guy who's just a shark. Um, and then, uh, you have, um, a blood sport who's pretty much just, um, dead shot. So you got them. And they're going on this island. They're sent by Amanda Waller, who's the same Amanda Waller from the first movie. And there's some... It's on the uh, island nation of Corto Maltese. And they've been sent there um, as part of the Suicide Squad program, or Weapon X program, or what's it called? Task Force X. Task Force X. They have bombs in their brains, and if they go off the mission, they will be detonated. And they can't be discovered. And uh, if they successfully complete their mission, then they'll get 10 years off of their prison sentences. Oh, right. These are all prisoners. Um, so they're all expendable. They're the expendables. So they're getting sent to this island uh, to storm this former Nazi research base that has something called Project Starfish. Wait, no, that's not right. Project yeah. Starfish. Right. Okay. Project Starfish. Some kind of weapon or it's bad news. So they, they, they don't want them to have it. So Suicide Squad's going to go in and they're going to destroy Project Starfish. Meanwhile, Harley Quinn gets captured and taken to the palace of the dictator, who is the dictator. 
and it's it's pretty much th- oh yeah i forgot to mention in chunk fire i'm 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 rewatching archer well i've mentioned it before but there's an episode of archer that's this where charlene gets captured by a dictator and they just happen to be really popular in this random country just like harley quinn um so they decide that she's going to be the queen so um so he takes her on a date and turns into her into a disney princess and spoils her and they go on a magic date with birds and things and then um he she he she finds out that he's a crazy dictator who's gonna use project starfish to be bad so she kills him and then she gets chained up in the the fortress so so the team meanwhile are going around and they're trying to do their mission and they're um they're bonding and they gotta go get harley quinn um but harley quinn manages to break out on her own um because you know she's she's pretty cool um so they do that they reunite um and they're gonna go get the hard drive so they can destroy the hard drive and finish the mission but when they find out is that the reason why amanda waller wants them to destroy project starfish and all traces of it is because it was actually an american project and that's a bad look for him so um they need to erase that from public knowledge and the suicide squad's like no this is wrong you're gonna there's a starfish oh yeah at some point a giant starfish breaks out of captivity and it can spit out little baby starfishes and they latch onto your face like face huggers and um they're all like a hive mind they're like a starfish hive mind to this like 70 foot tall starfish that's uh, like wrecking the city so um so they they stay they they're like no we're gonna go off mission and amanda waller is gonna blow up all their brains and then the people back at the headquarters agree with their moral decision and they knock out amanda waller and subdue her and then so the suicide squad are able to defeat the giant starfish and rescue the town and um just like go about their their merry way i i suppose uh, a bunch of them are killed polka dot man gets killed oh polka dot man has some mom issues and everybody he sees is his mom but he dies so it doesn't matter and then um doctor who is there he's got a bunch of spikes in his head and he can control the starfish does he die Yes. Like everyone dies or whatever, <laughs> except for the ones we like or something. Um, so, yeah. And then the rebels, there's rebels. They take over the country and they're going to make it a democracy, I guess. And that's the movie. That's the movie. Yeah, they go back to prison. Oh. They all go- do they? Yeah, whatever. They, yeah. I think. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't, I don't remember know. how it, it ends. show them in prison. I don't know. And the weird thing is, like, I just watched it today. So. I don't remember if they went back to prison or not. Yeah, um, I think it's implied. That l- let me see. Let me let me consult Wikipedia. Um, Bloodsport forces Waller to release him and its surviving teammates oh. using the oh, that's right. using they the dri- using the drive as leverage. They use the drive as blackmail. As, that's yeah, right. that's right. in exchange for keeping the contents confidential, so they'd agree to never release the contents um, as long as they can go free. So they're all free now. They don't even have reduced sentences. They're just out of jail and whatever so there you go that's the suicide squad uh find your opinions and tell them to me um 
let me search for my opinion and there it is found it mm-hmm. um uh yeah i thought i liked it i liked it a lot and that was great um i was very very pleasantly surprised it was just a fun wacky loud obnoxious um not a well kind of superhero but comic book film i will say and one that did not get was not as nihilistic or like um uh crass and 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 ugly as i thought it was gonna be um that actually had like heart to it by the end and a couple scenes at the end it actually it it, it, if you know it was uh affecting it was endearing and and then i think the um message came across uh i like the characters um the sequences were great um it was the complete opposite of suicide squad in my opinion it was a fun uh ride from start to finish for the most part all right it's my opinion you found it you found found you found them all right cool ryan how do you feel? Um, good timing. I just found mine. I, I dropped it on the ground. but Oh, I, you're gonna, you I might have to, have to wipe it. that off. You might yeah, gotta dust I'd, it off. Yeah, I retraced my steps and I wiped it off when I found it. So it's, it's ready to go. Uh, yes, I also really liked this movie. Um, it, I mean, you kind of touched on it, but like it is, and in, intentionally is, very similar to the... To, a, wait, a suicide or just suicide squad? Just suicide. They're all the next sequels are all just going to different articles. A suicide yeah. will be the next one. Then some yeah. suicide squad. Then that suicide squad. That's <laughs> <laughs> that. That sounds kind of sassy. Like, oh, that suicide squad. <laughs> yeah. um, I actually really yeah, hope that you, happens you, now. Yeah, no, that would be. I mean, yeah, because what are you guys going to do with it? You can't just call it Suicide Squad two or three, or I guess three. Or exactly, three. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think what I was most surprised about it, because like all the things that you'd expect to like about this movie, the kind of the shenanigans and hijinks and rampant violence and and humor and just bombasticness is all there. It's all where you want it. It's just great. Uh, but I was surprised most by they actually bothered to have characters and give them backstories and make me kind of, yeah, I'll say I cared about them. And, uh, I mean, it's, you know, this take rat catcher, for example, like they had a whole little background sequence with, um, Taika Watiti. Thank you. And, (laughs) and I enjoyed that and other backstory things and they had good payoffs for all those character things. Um, in in that and in that sense, it's everything that the or that Suicide Squad lacked, um, and it made it an actual good movie um, rather than just a forgettable slapstick Academy Award winning so, film. <laughs> you know so and they, that is a thing i had to bring up but uh this this may not win an academy award yeah. like suicide squad did um and yeah okay that's that i i think there's something i want to connect with you on later matt but i'll let you i will see if you've found your opinions as well and let me hear them if you tell them oh i, I can i can do that um let me hear them 
Okay. Okay. You don't have to yell. It's fine. Sorry. Um, Sorry. It's all right. It's all right. We're all friends here. It's okay. Um, I, uh, I, uh, well, I mean, comparatively, this was a masterpiece compared to the first movie. Um, I, uh, I think the movie had its moments, but overall I was a little underwhelmed. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. It was, it was a pretty okay movie. Uh, I don't, I, I, I hope that the two of you will help, um, help me as to unpack why I feel that way. But, um, but yeah, it, it, it did all of the things a movie should do. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. It, it, yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I feel like it was somewhere between okay and pretty good. There you go. I, I don't have a deeper take at the moment. Maybe you can help me. Fi- Maybe you all can help me find my opinions. <laughs> uh, they're still, still scattered on the floor. Maybe. Yeah, I, yeah, to, so I dropped them all, and they're just all over the rolling around all over the the ground in my apartment, and the I just gotta pick them all up one by one. So, well, here's a pro tip: when I lose something on the ground. Um, what I do is I find another object of the exact same thing I lost and then drop it so I know what it looks like. Does that make sense? I know. Yeah, when it falls. Yeah. But you watch it so, fall. Exactly. Hmm. What if you... So drop it's, your it's actually a pretty clever of, trick. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly. See how that falls. Um, Maybe you'll find the Suicide Squad. Let me, uh, it didn't work. <clears throat> Okay, I don't know. I'm not sure where we're taking this metaphor because it's we're back in our painting ourselves into a corner here, um, which hasn't stopped us before. So, um, well, okay, that's. I mean, like you said, at least that's at least it's far superior than to eight to Suicide Squad. Yeah. Because um, I guess to kind of you know get to what we traditionally put at the end, I would probably put this probably at the top of my DC film rankings. Um, hmm. Maybe not so obviously at the top. I think it's in the running between this and like Shazam and uh, I don't know what else. There's one or two other ones that might be up there, but, but Suicide Squad is definitely at the bottom for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so the book ends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would actually agree with that. I this I I mean I, I don't know. I'm not as big a fan of the DC stuff. Sure. Um, yeah. So this to me is like no contest. I don't. There's not enough to challenge it. I would from being number one. Yeah, I, I would still put. I would still put the first Wonder Woman and Shazam like at the top, and then whatever's after that is a significant step down after those. Um, but I would probably say sure. that this is probably the next one after those. So uh, yeah, it is definitely, um, it, it, yeah, it's it's definitely of high quality. If we're looking at the current era uh, DC live action movies, I would say yeah, it's 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 up there. Um, I don't I, I don't I get I just I I don't know if it really captured the tone that I wanted, and that's the thing is that I it's not I'm not coming into this with a fair, giving it a fair shake because I I feel like. I'm judging it based on the movie that I wanted and not that what it was because what it what what it is is a good movie. It's well made. It's well written. As you mentioned, the characters are actually characters this time. They're not like people in a music video. Um and I like that. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I like um, when well, a movie has characters. I I mean, so I I will say so I would 
I don't know if this movie was like maybe as funny as I was maybe expecting. You know what? There, that's it. Was it. Definitely funny. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be. That funnier. is one of the. It wasn't, uh, yeah. It, it, that's what, it, that's agreed. Like compared to Guardians of the Galaxy, just just for right. the obvious comparisons. Sure. Like I would say the Guardians of the Galaxy movies are funnier movies to the point mm-hmm. where they're almost comedies, right? Yeah. Like, and, and this is a comedy, but it's not as. It's just not as funny. I, yeah. I guess. And that, sure, that is a criticism in a, in a sorts, but I guess the rest of the film worked so well for me that it wasn't something that I felt lacking. But I understand if someone did find that lacking. Like, I totally get it. Like, if you, like, Chew, I don't know if that is the case for you. Is that something that maybe seems kind of Yeah, accurate? you know what? That does seem accurate. And again, like I said, it had its moments. And I think by for me, it's like... um I can pick out individual chunks of this movie and it slices and be like, yeah, all right, cool, good. Like, I really liked, I like, I really liked, um, Harley's royal vacation. I really liked the stuff with the, the starfish fight at the end. I, there's like pieces, Mm -hmm. but it feels more like, um, little parts of like a, like a TV show, like an animated series or something, just very violent. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't, I don't, I wanted, I wanted a, the pacing to be a little faster. I wanted the comedy to hit harder. You know, I just, mm-hmm. I, I wanted a, a little bit more of a zany flavor to it. So yeah, I think I, yeah, I agree. I, I, I was expecting it to be funnier just in general, like you guys were saying. And then like that zany kind of just tone mm-hmm. is more of the movie I thought I was going to mm-hmm. get. And I, w- I was disappointed that it wasn't, but then like I was saying, I, I was surprised at the same time that the movie was more of a actual serious movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know about serious is the right, quite the right word, but sure. Um, a real movie overall. Like I was surprised by that <laughs> and it was very welcomed. So it wasn't zany. So that you traded one for the other. And so, yeah, yeah it's, it's, well, about it's a fine line because, because I agree it maybe wasn't as zany, but I, it's also hard to define because, it almost feels like maybe they did a, such a good job of of the suspension of disbelief and uh, you know buying into it because the giant climax is a giant colorful starfish sending out baby starfish sucking sucking people's faces mm-hmm. as Harley stabs a spear and like on paper that's as zany as you're gonna get right especially for a big right. blockbuster thing but but I understand what you're saying in terms of maybe the, the pacing the 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 edits and I don't know, maybe some of the other stuff. So yeah. no. And, and I yeah. think you're right. Like that ending was 100% perfect. It was so off the wall, bonkers, insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, and especially in today's climate of, or just repertoire of um, superhero movies, how do you make an awesome finale anymore? Yeah, like yeah. how do you, and they freaking did. It was insane. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just think, yeah, like all the other things we're talking about in terms of, uh, and it, maybe it is just a matter of like a little more snappy editing, yeah. maybe. Um, where because there were certainly plenty of zany moments, yes, or funny moments, but just connecting those a little bit more tight, maybe that's what it I was. Think, I, I think know. that is um, what it is too. I think the movie felt it felt draggy a little bit to me. Like I felt myself getting bored at sometimes. It just felt like and and. But that's the thing is that when I think about individual parts, like there's some really cool stuff in here. There's like Harley jumping into the starfish's eye and like swimming in the eye fluid. Like, man, oh that's bonkers. That's crazy. The it's so, the visuals are it's so, so cool. insane. Um, everything to do with polka dot man 
and like yeah. everything to do with his mother like and then the starfish mm-hmm. turning into that. there's some just stuff that's just on its own in a vacuum just hilarious and really good i feel like but the those moments are few and a little few and far between for me hmm oh, that's fair i mean so i i get what the, the in terms of maybe the edit and stuff mm-hmm. maybe not quite as snappy i will say that i found myself not like being as not being like bored throughout like i was actually pretty more more invested and I was watching this at home and I was really wanting to, I like, I wish I went to the theater. I just, whatever. I didn't have the mm-hmm. time and the circumstances. And so I just watched it at Same. home on TV. And generally when that happens, you know, like we've talked many times in the past, yeah. you're prone to here's on my phone and blah, blah, blah. I was, I found myself not doing that at all. I was completely enthralled the whole time. It kept my attention. Um, I'm not saying that it's not, you know, it's not valid if it didn't for others, but for me, I found myself actually much more ingrained in things and, and, and I don't know if it was because I, you know, didn't necessarily know what was going to happen, you know, what was going to happen next, but it just, I think it was just a lot of the character stuff just because I was so much more like I cared about what was happening on screen that as like, Oh yeah, I don't want to, turn away i i am interested in all this um yeah yeah i saw it on the big screen which i'm not i'm not sure why i think it's just because i knew of the because usually i've been just watching things at home and and stuff but this one i was like yeah this is going to be a big a big movie and worthy of seeing the big screen and i'm really glad i did because well yeah there was no point in the movie where i was bored or anything like that um i'm just trying to like review the film in my head as matt's talking and see if there's because like you're saying sean like some of that character backstory stuff, like during Ratcatcher, I could see maybe that's a moment where Matt, maybe you were kind of like, eh, I'm not interested. This is the movie feels slow for mm-hmm. me. That worked. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things where it, it may or yeah. may not work for someone. Yeah. Um, I will say that, you know, maybe the first part, I think the, the way it tied in with the climax, I thought that was so perfect. And, and then kind of touching in because there was a part of me going into this film because I had read a couple reviews and seen the trailer, obviously and stuff. And, you know, I think I was maybe a little bit in the back of my mind afraid it was going to be too, for for my personal taste, too nihilistic and too just like nothing matters. Look, yeah. it's funny when people die, like adults swim, right. like, mm-hmm. you know, where just like, yeah. hey, look, people, that's the funny, that's the joke. Look, people die. And there's a little bit out of there. Don't get me wrong. There is definitely that in there, in here, in here. But that is not actually what the, there's actually a very heartfelt message here and a very endearing quality to how these characters are presented and a care with the, how these characters and the relationships that are built. And that was what, that was the most surprising aspect of it to me. Maybe surprising is the wrong word, but it was the most pleasant part to me where I was like, Oh, this is, I'm actually affect like that when rat catcher flashback, what, why the rats? Like, that yeah. that little section is so poignant and perfect, and it's in this movie with a giant starfish where they're killing people in a competition. Who like, and it still works yeah. to me. It all like, and and so, like, I I'm glad it didn't go. In some way, I'm glad it didn't go further into that. Whether you call it zaniness or um, irreverentness, where you just eh, nothing matters. Right. Let's just kill people and laugh at it. I'm glad it didn't actually go further down that road. I think you right because I think uh, uh, not that you can't do both, but sure. If you, d- I was just gonna say it, I think it becomes you can harder. Do both, yeah, and that's what I want. 
I don't think it's unreasonable. I, I just I, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I think you can, but it, I think it's harder for the average yeah. person to swallow to say like, okay, on one hand you can't. Uh, <laughs> never mind. I won't use that as an example. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you can't. Uh, you can't do all this zany stuff, and then a scene later try to make someone feel heartfelt about this this person's like uh, sad childhood backstory. Like I think that's. Yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, well, I think it, I think it can be done, and I don't think it's I don't think it's unreasonable for me to expect that. So, um, I don't. I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm just trying to think of like a good example where it worked right. for me, where it was. Um, I keep saying the word nihilistic, and I'm just trying to think of like what's a like like I said, an Adult Swim show, like you know, at a certain point, like Metalocalypse, like everyone loves that show, and I got it mm-hmm. at first. I was totally into that show too, but it, after a while, it's just like, okay, yeah. I guess it's just that's that's the joke is mm-hmm. we're just like that person's head killing right yeah. his skull and, that, and, and that's not what I necessarily want either it's just you know I don't know it's a, it's a it's a it's a tone problem for me but I don't know yeah um I'm trying to yeah I, I mean yeah I guess like we we're saying earlier it could just boil down to kind of be funny I mean uh, you know how funny it is and I agree like there was a lot like the one off the jokes weren't always they didn't always make me laugh but they also didn't do the opposite where it was like actually interesting. Whereas like the, the little, the jokes, people, the quips and the kind of little hardly remarks and stuff. Mm. It wasn't so much like they worked for me in that they made me laugh every time they were funny. haha jokes. I laughed at, but they worked for me in that it imbued the full movie with a sense of tone or tone and style and vibe that didn't make me cringe. Like, as opposed to the first to suicide squad (laughs) where it was like these it wasn't just like these jokes didn't work it was that they hurt the movie like ah it was so stupid and bad and it didn't you know what i mean like yeah like i think in the first one what i hated so much and was afraid of going into it was like oh they're gonna treat having fun very seriously they're gonna Mm -hmm. be like hey look at this joke we did Oh yeah. my gosh, we're we're so good <laughs> at being bad. We're so yeah. good at being like, eh, we don't care. Like, right. yeah, like a like a I don't know, some adolescent teenage boy listening to Lincoln Park or right. something. Yeah, um, <laughs> just yeah. just be that way. Don't like you know yeah. what I mean? Just exactly. Yeah, and for me, this movie like that's why I, I, there's a lot of intentional like you know uh, parallels. Because it's, it's it's very much like him saying, "Yeah, this is how you do this movie. This yeah. is how you do this." Like, yeah, and and I, I'm not to specifically keep picking on David Ayer one, which is interesting. You know, all like how much if it was his film and studio film, sure, whatever. Yeah. We could get, talk about that, but I don't think there's any point to. We all let let's just take this. You know, the the original, just Suicide Squad for what it is, regardless of the details behind whose it is and how it was made. Take it for what it is. It's obviously an awful mess. It's just dumb and an awful mess and for various, various reasons. And it almost feels like he, James Gunn, or whatever, whoever, at the beginning is just like that whole opening sequence is him going like, yeah, that movie sucked. Yeah. Look, I am yeah, showing exactly. you like we're killing the first movie. Just like, yes, this is the joke. We're killing the first movie. That was a distraction. Here's the actual Suicide Squad, right? Um, yeah. And I love that. Like, No, and, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, to the point like where i mean none of the characters were like i didn't care about captain boomerang but it was still like oh they're killing oh he's dead that's that's yeah i guess he's not gonna Um, be in a flash movie if ever one ever gets made (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, it's like, did anyone really care about Captain Boomerang? That's cool. Like, yeah, kill him off. That's fun. That's fine. I'm fine. And who cares about Jai Courtney? Uh, <laughs> For real, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just remember Chris, his commentary on this, like, Hollywood, stop trying to make Jai Courtney a thing. <laughs> Exactly. Um, and But even those characters, they did a better job setting up those characters yeah. than the original Suicide Squad in just in, in, in a much more efficient, like that first plane ride, they set up these characters in five minutes. You already have a better sense of those characters yeah. in that little prologue where they get massacred than any of the characters, maybe not any of the characters, but then most of the characters in the original Suicide Squad where they have where they each have three intros and it takes them yeah. 40 minutes to even get the team <laughs> yeah. together. Um, uh, and they did it in a fun, like it was, it was like those jokes were again, there's something hit and miss, but I still appreciated them for that tone they were setting when like the weasel character, I wasn't like laughing hysterically every time he did it there. They made a weasel joke, but I was like, ah, okay. Yeah, I get this far. I'm, I'm totally yeah. cool with this tone they're setting where they're like, yeah, this is stupid. We know this is kind of stupid, but this is what it is. Look, we have a weasel guy. I don't know what to tell yeah. you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that that that, that yeah. all worked. Like, I think it hit exactly where they wanted it to hit. Like, yeah, yeah they didn't. I don't think they were expecting like that opening airplane scene to be like joke, 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 laugh, laugh, laugh. It was just yeah. like, yeah, we're setting the tone for the film, and it's going to be pretty stupid and hilarious, yeah. just in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, but some of the action sequences, aside from like the, the Hominy and stuff, I thought some of the action sequences were great. Like, so we talked about the starfish scene, but the the Harley escape sequence. Yeah, that was amazing. Was was awesome. Like, it, it did make me wonder why in Birds of Prey she used the beanbag gun. Oh yeah, oh, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's that was something that I couldn't get out of my mind during that scene, though. Like, because really during funny. Birds of Prey, I'm like, why isn't she just shooting everybody? That's what Harley Quinn would do. Yeah. So, it. Well, anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. But that we talked about that movie, right? Yeah. Um, did we do? Yeah, we did. But it was reminiscent of it in terms of just the uh, visual style of the whole mm-hmm. thing. And in this one, it was like the flowers, and it was a kind of a, a not diegetic kind of aspect of it. But I like that again kind of playing into the the character they didn't do that a lot in this film but there were like little touch of it i like how it was kind of divided into chapters and those kind of they i, I thought it was kind of a cool effect there would be the new chapter and it was kind of like weirdly ingrained in the you know whatever the shot was mm-hmm. um, yeah i like that too I thought all that, that stuff fun. was cool um but yeah this the sarley escapes weekend sequence was great uh the, the end of the action sequence, like when the building's falling too, it reminded me of Uncharted 2, among other things. But <laughs> yeah, when they're like yeah. the building sliding off and, and like uh, Idris is just like falling from between floors. Like actually, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was laughing at that. I thought that was fun. Yeah. Um, was but also the uh, the commando sequence, I you know that that was maybe the most irreverent, the most kind of like, haha, look at all the dead bodies kind of joke. That was the most this film went to it. But it, for some reason, it didn't bother me. And I thought it actually worked. But well, there was a good payoff too, right? When yeah, they get to the, the tent, was good. and like, hey, yeah. how'd you sneak past all our guards or whatever? Like, uh, <laughs> like I, I, I was, yeah. I laughed pretty good at that. Um, it's, it's like, yeah, yeah it's good. but but I think it those that sequence. I think it worked as an action sequence, but it worked also because it played into what I think again the first one was lacking is that 
the the con the ebb and flow of the conflict and bonding relationships between the members of the suicide squad that is the core like that's what you want to see is these characters they're they're renegades and they're people that don't get along they're rough and they conflict yeah and you want to see where they're they're at odds with each other or they're competing or they're fighting and stuff and that se- sequence was a great way where they're like like they're kind of like competing with each other in their way of achieving the same goal like i think it was just like a really visual gr- visually entertaining and fun way to see that play out and further those characters like in a cool way like right yeah um and that was repeated throughout where you know every every little dialogue everything that whether this character was you know arguing with this character at odds with this character or the alliances and kind of things that were shifting throughout the film we got to do this no we got to do this oh we can't trust this guy oh we could you know right that's that's what i want to see in a suicide squad um yeah, because they're—I mean, they're yeah—they're all miscreants. They're all yeah. villain characters, mm-hmm. and I think this—you know—you there better be conflict, right? Yeah, like that—they don't get along with other people. That's their yeah—that's the, the whole, whole thing. Yes. So, and and I think that's a, a tricky thing. Like, if you're just on paper, like, wait, okay, so these are all villains. How do I make them the hero without it feeling stupid? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which it very much does in the original, but yeah. In this one, like, I, I, the, the, what came to the first thing that came to mind, I don't, it was, oh, it, it's Wreck It Ralph. Just because they're bad guys doesn't <laughs> mean they're bad guys. Yeah. I don't know, Matt, if you thought about that, but I was like, no, oh, th- this movie is like an adult version of that. I, that's what I took out of it. And uh, partly because there's some visual things from Wreck It Ralph, too, that keyed for me. But, um, but yeah, they're like, yeah, F this. We, we did our job. But then they're like, well, I don't know there because yeah. I, I think it, you know they they established the character for Idris Elba whatever what's his name Bloodsport Bloodsport um pretty early on he's like yeah I told you daughter I'm don't <laughs> yeah. like what do you want from me like I'm not a good person like <laughs> I kill I'm a mercenary I'm, I kill for money what do you want like um so I don't know is this I think they hit those marks pretty squarely on of who these people are and made it work for me um by the time they got to the end like harley i think has a pretty good arc like even though she's dubbed the queen so she like inherit and she knows the country loves her so she kind of inherits their love and it kind of inherits that role so she naturally does want to save them right like Mm -hmm. those things worked for me they worked for me pretty well yeah, to a surprise for me. Yeah, for me to to a surprising degree because I think they did a good job of kind of like um, writing writing smoke and mirrors where they gave enough backstory to some of the characters without giving too much because like for like Polka Dot Man like right on paper it, it, you don't really know exactly what his deal is but you get the sense like okay he's he's probably killed he seems like he might be a serial killer or something mm-hmm. like that yeah. right mm-hmm. but they don't delve enough into it for you to have to think about it they just barely touch on it and they focus more on his human side on him just like he's mm-hmm. obviously a conflicted traumatic he has experienced huge trauma a lot of yeah. stuff that's bad that doesn't excuse it or whatever that's but that's that's not the point just as a writer as you're trying to convey this character we get it clear he's a bad guy in terms of how we generally as a society understand that term but he clearly is a human that we can still become attached to and 
And his, as, 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 you know, he dies really, you know, in a big moment, but he still has a full arc, right? Like that yes. is like, and it, and him dying, it's kind of, it's one of those like funny, haha, funny, oh, death thing, but it's, yeah. but it ultimately doesn't matter because it's like, yeah, he accomplished he, his arc. Hey, who cares right, if he he's dead? His he, arc. he, he, he's a superhero now. He went from yeah. a, he's a suicidal, literally a suicidal person who you know was a serial killer who was a dragon society like the the most outcast worst to a superhero with confidence like that's right. awesome great character and they did it yeah, and the yeah. way they did it was perfect because they achieved his full character arc at the same time they hit the rule of three on the joke right mm-hmm. sure yes exactly and so it worked on both notes and because that was the, the first two times i kind of laughed i was like oh that's that's actually kind of yeah. funny like the first one and the second one yeah but then that third one, I was like, oh, how did I not see this right. coming? This is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and, and it just, it totally worked for me. Yeah. And going a little bit further into his character and stuff is who is it that recognizes Milton as a human, right? It's him. Like, then the guy who normally only sees his mom as other people, who basically dehumanizes everyone around him, he's the one who's like recognizes the humanity of the poor guy that got killed helping them, right? Like, these are all things like oh, this yeah. is writing. Yeah. Here's a movie. These are characters. This is all contributing to these character arcs. Like, right? That's and and it's even oh, like yeah. the sh- like the shark the shark guy, which yeah, you know, you could argue is maybe the least of a character. He's the most gaggy kind of character in the movie. Um but that sequence where he's like dancing with those fish things and stuff, that was great. I thought that was a really like like oh, and that music and was really good too. And the music was great. Like he, lear- yeah. he learned that, about I love friendship. That he learned about friendship, which is kind which of is silly. And stupid, not eating but... people. Yeah, exactly. It's not eating people. Um, and and the other thing that was kind of interesting is the well, we haven't really talked about him. Is the peacemaker and the dead and the blood sport diamond? Mm-hmm. They're essentially the same character, right? They literally yeah. say they're the same character at the beginning. They make the joke and how. As a, as again, as screen, as a writer, as you're making a film, how that's an obvious, like, okay, so why is this guy, our, if they're the same character, why is this guy our hero? And why is this guy our bad guy? What's the difference? And it's laid out blatantly, like it's, it's on some levels, it's like super obvious, but in a film like this, it just works because it's a big comic booky thing and you don't necessarily need the most subtle of character, like arcs and stuff. But how it's conveyed in terms of those divergences and why this guy's a bad guy, because he obviously, like, he doesn't care about the people around him. He doesn't well, recognize it, it, with, the humanity. And with they did a good job with that, too, because their motivations are completely opposite. Sure, yes. Like, Peacemaker has the motivation, or at least he says he does, of what we would consider good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Bloodsport has motivations that we would consider bad. Well, and it's yet, yeah. It, it, it's interesting because on paper you're like so peacemaker he just wants peace he even has that line which is a great line i yeah. just want i'll do whatever i can if you know i'll kill I'll kill I'll, every i'll as many kill every man woman and child in my wedding in my way to achieve peace right it's like yeah. uh that's it's a kind of a funny line but it's just also a good line in general it, and well, what reminds Sorry, yeah, go, I was gonna say, and Bloodsport is only looking out for him and his own, right? Just like I don't care about peace or the world at large. I just care about what's close to me, right? Who my people are, and on on surface, that is a very um, well, it's a very selfish, but self centered goals. But when you think about it, the only thing that we have are the connections to each other, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, and Peacemaker 
that those connections mean nothing. So he actually yeah. doesn't care about peace because there's right. no connection for him. Whereas Bloodsport, he recognizes he has the connection with his daughter, but then he learns to recognize the connection with everyone around him. And therefore there's value in everyone. And like that, there you go. You've just explained world peace and like people who are <laughs> selfish and narcissistic. And like with these two characters, these two dumb comic book characters who have the same abilities right there. Uh, quick side note: it, that line reminds me of. Have you seen the Miami Kick Connection, Sean? Miami Connection. It's a it's, it's a really really bad movie. Oh no, I know what you're talking about. I have not seen yeah. it. I know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the famous part of that movie is after about an hour. It's a martial arts flick, and yeah. an hour and a half of killing and fighting people. The good guys win, and it, it cuts to black, and it shows just like a title card, and it says only through the elimination of violence can we the world achieve peace like what movie you can't throw up that title card after an hour and a half of murdering people <laughs> yeah. like you can't like no you can't do that <laughs> yeah um anyway it's on rift track you, you, yeah no it, i know what you're talking about now. So yeah. you jog my memory i remember yeah um, um anyway sorry we've been ranting at uh, i don't know if this is necessarily convincing you of anything chewy and not that we're trying to convince you of anything but this is definitely a lot of the stuff that i like was just uh, when I said the film was great, like these, these, like this was the stuff that made it great to me. Not so much because it was funny or because it was wacky, but these elements were the stuff. Like, oh, this is actually like a just a good movie. It's a good. These are good characters. It's a good story. As a good thing, you know, it's a thing. It's trying to say something and it's doing it well, in my opinion. Right. Um, yeah. No, I think I think. Yeah. All the points that you brought up are really interesting. It's a lot of stuff that I didn't pick up on on the movie on first watch. So it does kind of make me want to watch it again uh, just to kind of pay more attention to that yeah, stuff. I, I guess, it, I guess yeah. it comes down to what I want out of a Suicide Squad movie. Sure. You know, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So, like, I guess maybe I didn't give it a fair shot as far as, like, like putting on my analytical glasses well none of us ever do yeah, yeah so yeah. you know but yeah you you bring up a lot of good points i don't necessarily disagree with any of them um but it doesn't change how i felt during my initial viewing sure so yeah, you know yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. maybe i give it another yeah. shot um another thing that i think i liked is just the the context and stakes i mean by the end it is obviously pretty wacky but it it still felt somehow more like a mission for the suicide squad mm-hmm like, I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, because the first one, you're like, okay, it's this extra-worldly threat. Descendant yeah. Superman, what do well, you Well, yeah, that's, that's like, the yeah, thing, yeah, is because exactly. they're like, oh, we, we can't, we got to keep this hush-hush. That's why we're using convicts and, and all this. It's like, yeah. well, this is like a world-ending event. How are you planning <laughs> yeah, on... Yeah, at this point, you should... Yeah. <laughs> but, like, a coup of, like, a yeah, small exactly. we're talking about... country, like, yes, that's exactly mm-hmm. when... And I love how they tie it into the, you know, American politics and stuff, too. Like, yep. I, you know, obviously that's going to your mileage is going to vary about anyone's personal political leanings and viewings. But I love that aspect to it, too. Just like the complete imperialistic kind of view that they have taken and, and how the Suicide Squad is become, is basically a, a, a arm in that machine to just, you know, fulfill national interests with disregard for those around them. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Um, so I, yeah, I liked how they t- tied that all together. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely, and in disregard for their lives as well. Just yeah, absolutely, they're and, completely expendable. Uh, another thing I really liked is 
that Amanda Waller got knocked out. God, I hate that character so much. Like, oh, yeah, in a good way. And like, because you're supposed to. Yeah. But I'm glad that she got something like because in the first one, she didn't. Yeah. She murders everyone and nothing. I don't think we're supposed to like we're supposed to like think she's cool or something. I don't get it. Like, like oh, whoa, she's such a bad. I think that I mean, other portrayals I've seen her. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to like her. I think it's just that first Suicide Squad movie that they tried it. But that movie also contradicts that because she causes the entire problem of the and yeah you know she's like i'm gonna i'm gonna her. make a suicide squad oh no the suicide squad causes the problem better send in the suicide squad, <laughs> the suicide to... squad. what these people found out about the suicide squad the putting rid of better kill all these people that i help make the suicide squad yeah and, um, like, amanda waller is a big old dummy yeah and so <laughs> i liked in this movie we're like because again i think is it it the the little tech people and like they started out very Disremoved and treating these people as just like things that when they make money they don't yeah. they lot they have no humanity tied to these and they have like a death pool going mm-hmm. on right? right they have a so death pool going on and yeah. it's a big joke to them they don't care but by they like they find the humanity and these people that are they're being is like no this isn't right like and yeah. why are we sitting around letting this happen what like and I don't know I I love that too because normally in films like that or you know those characters don't really have they don't do character anything. arcs they don't do it they just guy in the chair but yeah. I always like why are all these people just letting this like mm-hmm. why you know you have a commander like I'm to launch the nukes and just like there's a room full of fifty people like, all right yeah we're just gonna start we're, we're like why are you all doing this someone stop you don't have to do this and I liked in this film where I was like yeah they're 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 finally yeah. like doing something yeah, that's good. Um, so I like, yeah. Um, what else? Um, oh, uh, the soundtrack. So yeah, I, I really like that. I, I did way prefer it over the Suicide Guide. A lot of needle drops, but a lot um, more uh, eclectic choices. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. Um, they had their the slow motion walking towards the camera was to the pixies like (laughs) the song hey like what who who made that i loved it it super worked for me um but yeah you can't like if you're trying to pitch that to some like studio exec like what the pixies who are the pixies what would we you mean you're not going to do it to rolling stones or i don't know what yeah 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 we're just like literal lyrics describing what's happening on scene (laughs) well yeah that god i hate like why don't we play um uh you know guns and roses welcome to the jungle because they're like in the jungle so when they land in the jungle it'll be like they're being welcome to the jungle guys let's play that song (laughs) that's how they talk i hope they don't explain it like that oh it's uh more so like yeah it's a it's a Guitar heavy, wild, like George, George no, Lucas it's like let's interpret this literally. What's an evil sounding number? Oh, well, horns. there's 666, but that's too obvious. <laughs> okay, 66, <laughs> that's good. Oh, it's like subtle. That's gonna be for like the uh, film buffs later mm-hmm. on when they study it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh, also, Bad Batch, uh, Chunk Fire, it's the finale is coming up. Last couple episodes have been pretty sweet. If you guys haven't, been I haven't been up. watching. Um, I've already, I've already watched the movie. Have you guys watched the movie? Yet? <laughs> I, I still haven't. I'm waiting for the it. season to end, and then I'll watch the movie. Okay, um, it's a good. Yeah, it's. I kind of spoiled it for myself by watching the movie first. Uh, so. 
That's um, a Yum Chunks deep cut. Listen to episode whatever yeah, to get exactly. that joke. You're going to have to keep up to date, listeners, to get all of our inside baseball references. Um, trying to think if there's anything I haven't really touched on. Um, any other any other thoughts? Uh, I, I did... I, this a thought I had. So they had they gave us a a post movie scene teaser mm. thingy because movies have to yeah, do that. But, yeah. uh-huh. but what's yeah. weird is like it, it felt like they were trying to trick us with it, mm-hmm. right? I, I don't right. So they said it's the um the tech the two tech people I think talking yeah, to each other yeah, yeah. and they're walking down the hallway hospital hallway and they say yeah they they his heart stopped I'm sort of surprised he lived or something like that right and it's weird because in the movie whatever near the climax it's it 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 oddly shows inside of flag's chest showing his heart get stabbed which was pretty gruesome and yeah oddly unnecessary Mm -hmm. right because sure okay just remove that you see he gets stabbed okay that's enough he's dead okay moving on with our lives well no i i was actually genuinely surprised and and i guess sad that he died so good job movie for making me care about him. Cause I hated him in the first movie <laughs> or the other one. I should say the other movie, not the mm-hmm. first movie, but um, so in this post credit scene, the fact that they mentioned the word, the phrase, his heart stopped makes me, they're trying to oh, I th- tell the audience we're talking about flag. Right. I did think that, I, but of course then we I thought s- about that too. There's like a weird connection that's not connected or. Yeah. So yeah, I, and I don't know if they're just trying to they're just trying to do the old switcheroo because why I and I think that's the only reason they even showed us Flag's heart in that weird right because why else show us Flag's heart getting stabbed unless they were doing it to set up this little switcheroo yeah right like so, it, and it feels like oh, well, what's the I payoff not, of the switcheroo I Who did cares? not pick that up so you're saying that that what that peacemaker is still alive and he escaped and he put somehow made it look like Flag was peacemaker is what you're saying. No, I'm not. I'm just saying oh. that the movie, the filmmakers were trying to pull one us over on us for what, like oh. literally one second of oh yeah. buffoonery of, of, of skullduggery. I don't know what's the word here. <laughs> yes. Buffoonery works. Um, uh, yeah, but it just I'm trying to convey buffoonery. the idea that they're trying to trick mm-hmm. us. Like, oh, we thought we made you think that flag survived. Nope, it's peacemaker. Oh, Why mention his heart? Why mention his heart? Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, I did not. The ending, gets, the, that, the end sequence was just like, I, I, it was just like, weird it's kind of like whatever. Um, but now that you spe- say this very specific, it is even right. Because Peacemaker is shot in the neck. I mean, of yeah. course, getting shot in the neck, your heart will also stop. But yeah. it, it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why would you say that? Yeah, it doesn't. Yes. You're right. It's really weird. That is strange. Odd. Yeah. Hmm. And hmm. I, I don't think, again, I don't think there's anything in terms of lore or yeah. hidden messages to read into. I don't. That weird. would be yeah. dumb. But maybe. Uh, but no, I don't think so. So the only other thing is that the filmmakers were like, ha, we're going to trick the audience for literally one second yeah, before we show yeah. Peacemaker. I don't get it. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, well, maybe, I guess. All will be explained in that Suicide Squad. Um, and then this Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um trying to think if there's anything else to touch on i don't think so or at least not for me no i come off the top of my head yeah i don't oh one oh, other thought i thought it was pretty obvious that like blood sport was just dead shot yeah that's actually well, a, I, that, that's actually yeah. a thing um is that that was written for 
um, Will Smith, and they were gonna, they were talking about just recasting Will Smith because he didn't want to do this movie. Yeah. Um, and then they decided, oh well, let's just make him a different character, and sure. Idris Elba likes that character apparently. Um, and they're like, yeah, well, okay, so if we make him a different character, that means we open up the possibility of bringing Will Smith back if he ever does want to be part of this again. Oh, so, I see. Oh, that's yeah. smart. Okay. I-, I thought that's they fine. was intentional, like from the get go, because they're like, okay, we're gonna replace this same character with this almost same character we're gonna get we're gonna replace croc with a shark Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah we're gonna replace boomerang with nothing (laughs) and that's an improvement um (laughs) i thought that that's what they was intentional but i guess uh it could yeah i mean i not yeah from from it's a productive behind the scenes kind of reasoning behind it all but i just felt like it is clear it was like oh this was felt like it was clearly dead dead shot character that they just had right. to morph into the, the thing that but it was fine i still like it the weirdest like, thing about it is that they both have estranged daughters yeah that's it was just like very right. the exact same thing to the point where it's like oh i kind of like I, will smith was by no means a bad you know one of the worst things about suicide squad i would have been totally cool if he did if he doesn't want to come back obviously but i would have been fine with him yeah i did, I did I like him that, yeah it would have been cool um I mean, uh, yeah. given that we got Idris Elba, I'm super glad we got him. I I thought True. he he yeah, killed I it. Did think I, he was great. And in retrospect, I think Will Smith would have been and nothing against Will Smith, but yeah, I think his performance here in place of Idris Elba would be would have been an overall inferior. Product. Yes, I agree with. I do agree with that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, yeah. I don't feel like I had enough as much to contribute in this conversation, but that's just because like the movie didn't really that's didn't really resonate with me yeah. so much. Well, I think we I don't know for me like because I, I also think I had less to contribute. Like because uh, I dislike the movie as much, and it's just gonna be me re- saying I like this thing and I like this <laughs> yeah. thing. Well, Give I'm glad reasons, you did this. I don't know. It drew out more discussion by you, you know, having a different, you know, different take on it or a different, you know, um, yeah. reaction towards it because. It would have. I thought about more things I wouldn't have if if we all just were all gun. Well, good then. So. Then good, for the sake of. See everyone, it's okay if we don't like things. It makes our discussions better. I think yes, it makes them is. better. Because you too. you learn more from failure. Did I fail? Yes. Uh, no, the film. Oh, failed, okay. Uh, so in uh, in the case of Jungle I Book. I see. Okay, in Jungle Jungle Book. I mean, Jungle Cruise. <laughs> Dang it. I don't know why I keep doing that. It's um, okay. Cool. Well, if there's anything we didn't touch upon for Suicide, The Suicide Squad, or you just want to tell us what you thought about The Suicide Squad, give us a ring-a-ding, by which I mean uh, text-to-text in email form at yumchunks <laughs> at gmail.com. Just eat. Give us a call in form of an email. Yes. <laughs> email us at this web zone. <laughs> uh, you know how the internet works, everyone. Do it. Just do the internet. Um, what do we got coming up? Uh, it's been a busy we summer. still never managed to get around to reviewing Luca. We still haven't done Luca. We still haven't got... I did watch Luca. Oh, yeah. Well, I haven't still. Well, we've all seen I it. still have not watched, watched it. it. No, I. At this point, we're maybe past the statute of limitations. I don't know. Um, the free guy. 
Okay. Yeah, we can do free guy. Let's do free guy. Down for that. Yeah. We should let's talk about our pre opinions of that movie. Just kidding, we don't do that. We can. (laughs) We could and then and then save that recording and put it at the beginning of that recording of free guy. We'll have to do that now every episode. That actually would be interesting. I don't know if that would have a good payoff or not, but Well it'll be like our Sonic trailer episode, but (laughs) True. Um, just in, like, edited to in the episode. Of the I think that there's going to be. I think ultimately it will be um, just kind of a fun time. But I think there's going to be a lot of uh, cringy video game humor written by people who don't play video games. That's going to be my. That's my yeah, prediction. That's Are you describing the movie Pixels? Yeah, I think th- I think it's Adam going to have a dash of 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 pixelitis in there. Uh, I don't, a, but I don't think I don't think I, 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 no, I think right. it'll be. I, if I'm being optimistic, I think it'll be bearable. But I think there will be a lot of good. But every once in a while, just a cringe in there, you know. Um, I, I'm feeling more cringe than than I am. Okay. Not so I, I think a, the question is, where on the cringe scale is this movie gonna land for us individually? I think that's what we're. That's what we're anticipating. Between Pixel and Mario Brothers, the movie. I mean, does that work? <laughs> I mean, the Mario it's Brothers different is, kinds of cringe. It's, it's different, different kinds kind of cringe. cringe. The Mario Brothers is less video game cringe. Right. Exactly. I think I prefer that kind of cringe, honestly. Yeah, I do too. I don't, I th- I I don't think, so. think I cringe when I watch that movie. Yeah, I don't know if I cringe either. It's just as... <laughs> you, you just cry. cry. <laughs> no, actually, uh, I... Uh, I uh, like eat nachos. It's an emotional state. <laughs> oh, okay. On the emoji, I don't know that emoji. Oh, they have to add that. Um, looking at the coming up, there's actually not too much in August. There's a few things we could have, but I think isn't like what if on Marvel? Oh, that drops uh, real soon. soon. I think it's this week. I think it's. Uh... I don't know how many weeks that goes, um, but I. I'm not 100% looking forward to that, but I'm hoping to be surprised like I was with WandaVision and Loki. Yeah, me too. Um, there's Paw Patrol the movie. So there we go. Um, the Candyman new m- movie looks oh. pretty good. The trailer, I think. I I, I've never seen good. the originals, actually. Um, yeah, I haven't either. Um, but the most obvious early September is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That's early September. If we find stuff to do until then, we'll maybe we will get to Luca if we don't have much else to cover. Or TV shows, or an Ori in the Blind Forest, or what else can we cover? Uh, we, can, um, we, can, we could all read War and Peace and talk about Respect, it. The Legend of Aretha Franklin, starring Jennifer Hudson. <laughs> Wait, is it actually The Legend? I don't think it is. I just called it that. It should <laughs> no, be. Man, I, mean, I was it like, should be called that'd that. be bold to... I... It, it, yeah, it, I, I would, if they're gonna do that, I would think choose even a more grandiose word. Yeah, exactly. you know what I mean. Like what's what's <laughs> the legend of Jennifer the, uh, the... Aretha Franklin and the Ten Rings? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm I'm. I mean, I'll probably watch it because I have the Regal movie pass. But I I, I yeah, feel like I've I, I feel like I've it. seen it just by seeing the trailer. I don't. I don't. Yeah. These musical biopics are so like. Do someone. Stop doing this! Stop like, yeah, it, hey, what's that iconic song? They they just came up with it when they were sitting at a piano one day. That's how music and <laughs> art and everything works. 
I'm just playing the piano. Da, 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 da. Oh, look at that. How I came hey, up I with know that everyone. song. And that's I've it. heard it yeah. before. Wait a minute. That's the title of the Uh-oh. movie. <laughs> hey, that sounds, that's pretty good. What if I go and start doing this? <gasps> and then it's, you know, mo- flat, you know, fade cuts Montage. on stage singing in front of the crowd. We get it, Aretha. You're great. We get it. Ray Spinning Charles newspaper reels. Queen Aretha Franken and... wins the pennant. Aretha Franken wins the pennant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, and all those other famous singers. You know, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, we got the Rocket Mans, and you got the, the Freddie Man, actually, Mercury's, I did like and it was you got Rocket Man was good. Do something. Billy Holidays, and you got the yeah. Ella Fitzgeralds, and you got the Marilyn Monroe's. Wait, that's not. <laughs> Um, it is a biopic, though. Billy, the one with uh, Billy. Um, Kim yeah, Billy Holiday. Billy Holiday. That was actually better. It was. Still, I it was, did not like that one. Well, as I just like. She it was good, it, but she. It was not the. Well, it did follow. It did not follow that format, but it was still as the, the yes. obviousness that you're describing. It was still yeah. like that. Like I just like that one because it wasn't as much. It was more. I liked more the kind of historical social stuff going on about that. Movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. But for in sure. terms of the character, yeah, this is look at this music. I'm a star. Look at me, boys. I'm a big star now. I got a song I sing. That's a. That was good. They showed that clip in the Oscars when they were. That was good when she was nominated. Unless you come up here and see me. <laughs> Why don't you come up here where I already am? Thank goodness. <laughs> All right, going back to that Mario, oh, she's Ice Princess Toadstool's <laughs> oh, voice. <yeah. laughs> oh, oh my god, god, I forgot about Reed. that. <laughs> uh, King Bowser's gonna get me. Hey, you guys gonna <laughs> save me? Eh? Uh, oh, that so was good. great. <laughs> so good. I, you know, it is, I mean, yeah. Why doesn't Peach have a uh, saucy? Oh, we ever see her? It goes. Oh, so she, maybe she does. We never actually hear a complete sentence from her. Yeah. In the games, anyway. They gotta I'm bring, sure in the yeah. golf or tennis game, she probably says something like, I'm a good tennis player! That's <laughs> what people who play tennis say. It's kind of Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I'm a good tennis player. <laughs> they get an ace. Well, actually, <laughs> as I learned from the Super the Mario Olympics, book, that's what was happening. It's, uh, it's like the same guy has done Mario for the last like 20 yeah, years, his, and he thing. does... I forgot that I said, dang it. And he does like half the other characters, actually. Uh, yeah, um, he's at Comic-Con and like E3 all the time. He signs autographs and takes pictures. Yeah. Um, it is kind of funny because he doesn't, I mean, overall lines of Charles dialogue. Charles Martinet. That's yeah, that's it. Good for that's him. He, yeah, six, but here's the... Since 64, it's been his voice. Yeah, since 64. The fun thing about him is every new game, every new Mario game that he voices, completely original audio. They don't recycle, which is silly. I like that. Um, the, whereas like Roadrunner, they just had him record beep and then just double it up on the soundtrack forever. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make another Space Jam. Oh, where did we put the beep MP3? Oh, God dang the it. We beep. lost the beep sound. <laughs> MP3 <laughs> in 1957. <laughs> uh, I assume that was Mel Blanc. I, I don't actually know. Beep, I, beep. They got to know it was a real road, Roadrunner. They got, they went out to the desert. Beep beep. Roadrunner say beep. How did they ever come up with a Roadrunner saying beep? By the way. Oh no. Uh, I guess maybe it's more connected to his like speed, like he's a car. Yeah, that's beep, it. Beep, Brian, Brian cracked it. <laughs> right. I think I cracked oh, it. Oh, you could be on a this. cartoon voice writer of, of, 
they're in this big boardroom with all these execs with 20 million dollar paychecks each you guys i've got it beep no wait a minute johnson beep beep and then they all high five each other and do a bunch of coke it's just like a car (laughs) 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 all right well we're We're done it's done we're done i'm done with this get out of here all right um bye everyone stay tuned for your local news whatever it is that's gonna happen see you this has been after the credits a young chunks podcast <laughs>